eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 14 of 670 The Scores Fly the W Podcast. I am Dustin Rhodes, Executive Producer of the Mully and Haw Show on 670 The Score. The guys are on live from 5.30 until 10, Monday through Friday. I take you 5 to 5.30, get you set on what happened last night in baseball and everything Chicago sports leading you up to what's going to happen on Mully and Haw and the rest of the day. On 670 The Score, the official radio home of your Chicago Cubs and as always I am joined by my pal Crowley Crowley good morning how are you good morning you can find me at Crowley's Cubs on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook fly the W and on Twitter and Instagram fly the W 670 and our email address fly the W 670 at gmail.com So we're calling this one losing in La La Land. And as the Cubs came into this game, they had won four straight series, um, won six of their previous eight games. Um, We had both said on our earlier podcast from earlier this week, late last week, that two and two would have been awesome. And we both were hoping that the team did not get swept by the Dodgers who are going to be well represented as we found out in the all-star game that is being played in their home stadium. Um, So we hope that they would not get swept. If you're listening to this, you may already know that they did or didn't get swept. We won't give it away right off the bat, but we had game one on Thursday night, Crowley. Let's uh, take them through what happened in that one. Well, you know, the games, all of the games for the most part were pretty close. And a lot of the times the Cubs were leading, they just struggled to finish up. And so game one was Mark Leiter Jr. versus Tony Gonsolin. We talked about you maybe laying down some dollars, uh, but uh, on this game here, Gonsolin was as good as advertised. There's a reason that guy's an all-star. Seven innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs with three strikeouts. The Dodgers hit four home runs in this game three off Mark Leiter and one off of Michael Rucker. Mookie Betts, all-star, hit two. Gavin Lux and Justin Turner also homered. Um, Top of the fifth, the Cubs were down 4 nothing because of three of those home runs. One of them uh, had a a Dodger that came in on it, and the other two were solo home runs. 
Uh, Mookie Betts started off the home run party in the first inning, but uh, Chris Morrell in the top of the fifth, he hits a home run. Uh, Alfonso Rivas was along for the ride. So all of a sudden it's a 4-2 game and uh, it's a close one, right? Not bad. Bottom of the eighth, Mookie Betts hits a solo home run to make it 5-2. In the ninth inning, old friend Craig Kimbrell comes on for the save. He gets two outs really quick, but then Hap singles and Suzuki doubles. Hap scores, and now we got ourselves a 5-3 game. There's a wild pitch by Kimbrell. Wisdom walks, and now they are going to replace Kimbrell. He doesn't finish the inning. Alex Vasilla comes on, and he gets Nelson Velasquez to strike out, and Cubs lose game one, 5-3. But, you know, in general, I thought that uh, Leiter Jr. pitched well. He gave up home runs to a really good team, two to Mookie Betts, who's one of the best players in the game. It was better than what I thought would happen. Yeah, I mean, some people, again, would talk about development versus wins, and some people would say it's better to give up that solo home run for a young pitcher than to walk a guy. That You'd rather have the guy throwing strikes, have command of his pitches, and if he gets the better of you with nobody on base, all right, tip the cap and move on to the next guy. So hopefully this is a game that uh, Leiter can learn from. Uh, you got to love that Chris Morrell continues to um, you know, show some pop and show some power um, and then it was always fun. I'm following along on my phone on that one as I was out of town and seeing Kimbrell in there. And I thought there was a chance I might get that over in that one. The, the total, of course, was nine in that game, and it was five to three. So just a run short, but I thought Kimbrell might actually give me a chance. He just, boy, even, even the way he wanted it, he wanted to come in in the ninth with nobody on base, and that's how he has to roll. And he He's been okay for them, but his uh, his stats are are not great. He does have a decent amount of saves. So, you know, good to see Suzuki still doing it. Ian Happ doing what Ian Happ has been doing all season long. So game one goes to the Dodgers, five to three. We move over to game two, Crowley, and we had Keegan Thompson on the hill in that one. Yep, Keegan versus Tyler Anderson. And we talked on the last episode – I was excited because Keegan is a much different pitcher than when the Dodgers saw him in early May. The Dodgers came into Wrigley and swept the Cubs. And Tyler absolutely pitched very well in this game. Um, in the bottom of the second, Keegan got in a little bit of trouble. He loaded the bases with one out, but he gets Cody Bellinger to strike out swinging and Gavin Lux to fly out. So good to see him kind of get out of that jam. Then we get to the top of the fifth, no score. Nico Horner with a home run to left center. That's his fifth of the season, and the Cubs are up one to nothing. Top of the sixth, Bodie and Morrell started off with back-to-back singles. There's a wild pitch by Anderson, which advances the runners. Ian Happ again rolling. He has a double, and the Cubs are up three nothing. Everything looks good, but still in that sixth inning, Wisdom hits a sacrifice fly. So Hap is at second. He moves to third on the sack fly. So you only have one out here, right? You got a runner at, you know, you're, you're right there. You're in good shape there. And Suzuki hits one right back to Tyler Anderson. And it was with the old contact play. And Hap gets caught in a rundown, is tagged out, and Horner flies out. So you kind of felt like, man, you really – Against the Dodgers, not I mean, against any team, you want to play clean baseball and you want to not leave runners at third with one out or zero outs. But that one, you just said, oh, 
that's yeah, you can't come back you can't make us. mistakes against a team like the LA Dodgers. You just absolutely can't. And Crowley, is it me or have you noticed like the the contact play this year in baseball? Maybe it's just the north side and the south side of Chicago, but it just seems like that is going on constantly in baseball this year. It, it is frustrating. It feels that way, and you know it, it's. Every time it happens, it seems to not work. There is one instance that it does work in this series, but uh, more often than not, it just leads to a, a, a dumb out. That's right. Dumb out is the best way to describe it. So that, you know, no big deal. All right. You know, Cubs are up three, nothing. You're hoping everything good goes. Okay. The bottom of the six Thompson's dealing two outs. Freddie Freeman hits one of those bloop doubles. Wasn't anything against the wall or something that the outfielders running to have to get. He just hit it where they weren't. He's on second. And then Will Smith, not the guy who slaps people, but the guy who slaps hits, <laughs> he hits an easy fly ball to Seiya Suzuki. Inning should be over. He drops it. A total Brant Brown. I hear Ron Santo. <laughs> oh, no. I hear he him. dropped the ball. Oh, God. <laughs> Freeman scores, and you say, to your, now it's three to one. And you're like, okay, now that's mistake number two in the game. You, you cannot. Now that's number two you give him. So unfortunately for Keegan on that one, he was dealing. That was 5.2 innings. He gave up two hits, one run. None of them earned with eight strikeouts, but he should have gone sixth inning. He didn't because of what happened with Saya uh, with that ball. And so they pulled him after that. And, and that was it. So, you know, great, great outing by Keegan, but, but that just, that really hurts there. So in the bottom of the seventh, Chris Martin relieved Thompson to end that sixth inning. He comes out in the seventh. Jake Lamb, who's always seemed to kind of haunt the Cubs wherever he's been at, he hits a home run. Now that lead is down to three to two. Bottom of the ninth, David Robertson in for the save. Justin Turner singles. Jake Lamb walks. Bellinger grounds into the force out. You got runners in the corners with one out. He walks Gavin Lux, and then Mookie bets with a sack fly to tie the game. So two walks in the inning for David Robertson. It was the second blown save he had in the week, the one he had in Milwaukee on Monday night. The Cubs don't score in the bottom of the top of the 10th. Who comes in but my buddy Rowan Wick in the bottom of the 10th. <laughs> Trey Turner on second. Freeman intentionally walked, which was the smart move. And then Will Smith with another flare single. And the Dodgers win four to three. That so, you know, Crowley, going back though, we talk about, development versus winning the game. When you get to the bottom of the ninth and you get David Robertson into the game, okay, why not? Here's my second guessing of, of the manager. Why not walk Mookie? Why not walk Mookie there? I you mean, know, load the bases, right? Load the bases, and then let's see what happens. Why not? I mean, Mookie already, we're only two games in, and he's absolutely dominating you. Come on, right, try right. to try to hold on to that win. Do not let him beat you. And that's essentially what you did. Mookie Betts beat your best guy in David Robertson. And you could say, well, hey, David Robertson's got the stuff. He's a he's a premier closer in the game. And their best guy got our best guy. But I would I would have liked to have seen them walk him, load the bases, and then see what happened from there. Yeah, you know, I mean, the result, you, you know, you got him fly out, and unfortunately it shouldn't have been a big deal if you don't walk, uh, you know, uh, lamb and Lux. Right. And so it's frustrating as heck. That was, that was Robertson's fifth blown save in 17 chances. 
And every time he does that, it, it, it hurts his trade value. And, and I don't know if he's going to get the return that uh, the Cubs hoped he might have. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, that uh, game would have that game would have definitely helped in the check mark in his favor. That that was an important one for not only himself but for the Cubs, assuming that they'd want to be uh, moving that guy. So the Cubs are now three and nine in that extra inning courtesy runner situation, and they're now ten and sixteen in one run games. And that's what you could see. They're not a great team and they, they don't know how to close it out. You know, that they're not there happens. yet. Right. They're just, they're just not quite there yet, but Hey, listen, first two games, they're hanging with, you know, a really, really good team on the road. They're hanging with them. Should have been a split for sure. Should have, you should have definitely won one of the two first games, especially the second game. But then we move into game three. And this is the one that we of course penciled in right away that we would, we as Cub fans and the Cubs would lose as Clayton Kershaw was on the bump. Yeah, and Kershaw once again tosses a gem, 7.2 innings pitch, five hits, two runs. Only one of those were earned with 10 Ks. Stroman's back. He pitched okay. He went four innings. He gave up two hits, one walk, three Ks, but he threw 59 pitches, so that was it for him. Uh, kind of like a spring training start, Crawley, almost. Absolutely. It's been a while since he pitched. He was supposed to pitch last time they faced Baltimore and uh, hasn't been really seen much since then. So, you know, he's working his way back and it was like you said, like a spring training start is okay. The Cubs get on the board first, top of the fifth Suzuki singles, Horner hits into a ground rule double. You got runners at second and third, no outs. Hap strikes out. Unfortunately, Gomes hits a sack fly, which allows Suzuki to score. Cubs are up one, nothing. PJ Higgins grounds out threat has ended. So you thought you could have had more there. You got one. You would have liked to have more, but the Cubs are up one, nothing in the fifth, but in the bottom of the sixth, Trey Turner doubles, Freddie Freeman flies out, Will Smith singles. And that's all Trey Turner needs. That guy's fast as just unbelievable blazing speed. The game's tied at one top of the seventh wisdom doubles. Suzuki grounds out uh, wisdom steals third. Horner hits a ball to Trey Turner. And this is the contact play Here working. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. Wisdom goes on contact. The throw by Turner was bad. It bounces off their catcher. Wisdom scores, and the Cubs are up two no, two to one. So congratulations, it finally worked. Bottom of the seventh, uh, Rowan Wick enters the game. <laughs> oh God, oh God! Every uh, time I see him out, I think of you. I hope all the podcast listeners think the same. Literally, as soon as I see Rowan Wick come out, I think Crawley. My stomach turns. I pace around the room. I'm, I'm in bad shape. It's not good. I, Jake Lamb, the first battery faces Jake Lamb homers to tie the game at two. Gavin Lux and Bellinger go back-to-back singles. I don't know why Austin Barnes bunts. I don't know if David Robertson called that. Lux is out at third. Runners at first and second. Bet singles. You got the bases loaded. Turner pops out. You have two outs. But you got bases loaded, nowhere to put Freddie Freeman, who singles, Bellinger and Barnes score, and the Cubs trail four to two. And that's essentially your ball game. Yep, that is the ball game, Crowley. So the Cubs lose that one four to two. They have now lost three in a row 
to the Dodgers as we limp into Sunday afternoon. And we're hoping that we're not going to get swept. We're hoping that Cub fans will get at least one out in La La Land. And we are seeing Drew Smiley for the first time in a long time on the hill for the Cubs. Yeah, you had Smiley. Uh, he comes off the IL, uh, Michael Rucker's option to Iowa. You got Smiley versus Urias. The Cubs in this game had two five-run leads and couldn't hold either of them. Uh, Nico starts out the scoring with an RBI single. The Cubs lead one nothing. P.J. Higgins hits his first career grand slam. The Cubs are up 5 nothing in the first. Everybody's feeling relaxed and happy and enjoying it. But we get to the bottom of the first. Betts walks. Turner singles with one out. Will Smith doubles. It makes it 5-1. to one. Justin Turner singles. Trey scores, making it 5-2. to two. Max Muncy would hit a sack five, making it 5-3. to three. Top of the third. Cubs come back again. Horner singles. P.J. Higgins walks. David Bodie, you remember him. He hits the first home run of the season. His first home run of the season. And the Cubs are up 8-3. to three, So they get those runs back. Then... Bottom of the third, uh, the wheels fall off. Drew Smiley gives up a double to Freddie Freeman. His day is done. Matt Swarmer comes into the game. Pass ball, that's charged to Higgins. Freeman to third. Will Smith grounds out, but Freeman scores. Game's 8-4. Justin Turner singles. Max Muncy doubles. Trace Thompson walks. You got the bases loaded. Jake Lamb strikes out. You got two outs. Maybe you get out of this. Nope. Gavin Lux walks. Eight to five. You walk in a run there. Swarmers pulled. In comes Matt Mark Leiter, who started game one. Unbelievable that they go into him. I, I was shocked. And it looks like here, key play of the game, Mookie Betts. You know, you got nowhere to put him, but hey, you're going to pitch to him. A ball is hit to Wisdom, who throws a low throw. And the first baseman of this game is David Bodie. I'm sorry. David Bodie is not a first baseman. Yeah. So should the throw to Wisdom should have been better, but Bodie can't pick it. And so that's a huge error. Muncie and Thompson score. Lux gets to third. Uh, Betts makes it to second on that. And the Dodgers now trail eight to seven. Next batter, Trey Turner singles. Lux and Betts scores. And now the Dodgers, who are down eight, three to start the inning, are up nine to eight. And again, we talked about it earlier in the podcast, Crowley. You can't make mistakes when you're playing really good teams. And this is another just uh, just a flat out mistake and it cost them. I'm always going to say too though, put your players in the best position they can to succeed. David Bodie, I mean that's hard to play first. It's not like anyone could just go over there, at right. least play a good first baseman. Wisdom, you know, his defense has kind of been a little bit less than I like. He's, if anything, you could have switched those two, right? You could have seen Wisdom at first and Bodie at third. Potentially, but but you know, it's it was, it, he just, I thought that a decent first baseman makes that pick. Wasn't the worst throw. Definitely wasn't a great throw. It just was annoying. Anderson Espinosa comes in for some mop up. He goes three innings. He gives up a home run in the sixth to Freddie Freeman. Give the Dodgers a 10, eight lead. Freeman would add an RBI single in the seventh to make it 11 to eight. And Nelson Velasquez would Homer in the eighth. And that would be it. The Cubs lose 11 to nine. No chances to fly the W, swept. But Cubs had so many opportunities in this series to get the split that we talked about. And they just, whether it's whether it's hitting it with runners in scoring position, whether it's defense, 
whether it's base running mistakes, whatever you want to call it to, they just, they just, you can see the difference between one of the best teams in the national league and the Dodgers and one of the worst teams in the national league and the Cubs. That's the difference right there. Yeah. Still quite a ways to go for the Cubs to be back into contention. So the Cubs end up losing all seven games this season against the Dodgers. They've now lost 10 in a row dating back to last year. And the last time they won out in LA was when they threw that combined no hitter right back in July, late July, they threw a combined no hitter against the, uh, the Dodgers. That's the first time they've won back then. So no flying the W the brooms come out and we'll just have to, uh, we'll just have to wait and see as the Cubs, as we're recording this on Monday morning, the Cubs have a day off. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 